0: hello and welcome to the revenge of the 90s movie podcast I'm
1: Dan I'm I'm Steve oh shit
2: (laughs) (laughs) and that's Bronson
1: (laughs) and I'm Bronson
2: we never we didn't even get that far we couldn't even figure out who was gonna go first. today we're gonna be talking
0: about the 1999 uh, horror classic Blair Witch Project
1: I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so so sorry because it is my fault.
2: I'd say this is a classic. Can we call can we say that without uh with with a straight face now? Can you call that a horror classic? Uh, I say
0: now it has a uh permanent fixture in horror movie history. Well, first of all,
1: it's the Blair Witch Project.
2: Yes. That is, I think that might be the most important thing in all of this.
1: And second of all, uh, sadly, I think I'd have to agree just because of the films it later uh, led to. Like one of my favorite horror films, Cloverfield, just starting that whole found footage sort of movement.
2: Okay, but you're saying sadly, so obviously you don't have much of an opinion about this.
1: I hated this movie so much and i watched it with laura the old girlfriend and was so that's embar- the
2: first mention of her we haven't and, mentioned her and
1: was embarrassed the whole time that this was a movie i had to admit that i picked because i think in the last last time we talked when we were talking about what movies we were going to do i said oh blair witch project i want to i want to rewatch that i haven't watched that since it came out and you, and you picked it because you hated it the <clears throat> first time you saw it exactly and i heard so much like everybody talks about blair witch project <laughs> even to this day I mean, have you guys gone a week without you, hearing about it? You
2: can't walk down the street without <laughs> someone saying something about the Blair Witch Project.
1: But look, people seem to like this film, so I thought I'd give it another chance. I was 11 when, my, when I first saw it. And you hate this movie. I, hate, I hated it then, and I hate it now.
2: Well, okay, well, let's break this down. Let's say, what, do you, what do you hate most
1: about this movie? Uh, the characters are just so unbearable. My my favorite character was the witch because she was the one that ended up just shutting them up in the end. You know,
2: (laughs) I found I found myself, uh, yeah. I mean, I found myself liking um, Mike a lot, who was the guy who kicked the map into the river. I like, which which was like a totally outrageous thing because he never like he like went crazy for a second and kicked the map into the river, and then he all of a sudden became the most sane voice of the group. (laughs) Right. Uh, Well. It was bizarre, but I really didn't like the Josh character, the hippie kind of character. I didn't um, particularly like him just because like the use of what it was like a very. um, That like colloquial 90s lingo of like saying man with everything. And it definitely dates itself in that regard.
0: So so here's how I approach the characters in this movie, because we've seen a lot of these found footage now in the last, uh, you know, decade or so. And I like the idea of a found footage movie really committing to the reality. So the question that I approached with these characters was not whether I like them at all, but whether I could buy that this universe was real. So and, what and do you guys did, think?
2: Though. And I and I absolutely did. Like I liked this movie though. I, I really enjoyed the Blair Witch Project. I do buy into the world and I you know for me it's it's what you know, like, I, you always have to ask yourself for a found footage movie, you know, what would you do in your in that situation? And unlike a movie like Cloverfield, unlike a movie like even like Paranormal Activity, you really have to suspend it. I, I think Blair Witch Project does the best job of making me think like, yeah, this would make sense. This is this makes perfect sense. And I think you it know, all it makes comes down
0: to suspension of disbelief because you, you mentioned Paranormal Activity and Cloverfield. Those are movies that require so much suspension of disbelief. But I think what's if there is any genius to the Blair Witch Project, it's the fact that it's it's such a minimalization of all the horror relevant elements, and the only goal is just to drive home the reality of it happening.
1: Yeah, but but there were no horror elements to me. I, I didn't think I was I wasn't scared at all. To me, it was I don't know how long is this movie? Eighty one minutes, so it was uh, it seventy it that. was seventy one seventy one minutes of just being bored out of my mind and annoyed at these characters, especially Heather, couldn't stand her. Uh, And then 10 minutes of, oh, this is kind of creepy, I guess. I
0: think it works better in the context of 1999 because at that point, that's when there were, the the horror movie of the day, Scream had come out in 1996. So the years following that meant that there were all these slasher horror movies with uh, stars from the WB, like television stars, and it was all about like excess and well, See, uh, that's the thing. Like music, that's,
2: and and that's the other thing too. That is that you have to like the problem with watching Blair Witch Project now is that you have uh, fourteen years now worth of move of time between like that movie and then the the movies that it influenced. And you it's hard to go into it with like a, a clear mind is what you I think is what you're saying And, and that's why that I'm so
1: that well That's why I'm so happy that I can say back in 99. I thought this movie was dumb
2: <laughs> You hated it you hated it first <clears throat> I mean, it's definitely it's funny because the Blair Witch Project really is a polarizing movie. It's it's I mean, there's really no middle ground on this one.
1: Here's something. I don't understand two things first of all This is from obviously IMDB movie trivia but someone there pointed out uh if they had just followed the river instead of crossing it all the time just followed it they would eventually get somewhere instead of going in circles
2: oh most definitely that it made no sense whatsoever that made no sense whatsoever sure
0: and i, I think that's a great point but i never even it never even crossed my mind it. during
2: it yeah. I, you know i'm sitting there just going i'm just sitting there like Something about the Blair Witch Project just really like makes me consider the situation that I if like if I was in that um, you know that their place uh, you know I think there are, I think there are probably like few things scarier than being in the woods at night mm-hmm. and hearing sounds and I think that's what it I mean it thrives off of that very very basic um, element of horror and I know that you said Bronson that you know it's like okay yeah that's kind of creepy but. You know, to me, it was like, it's very creepy because I wouldn't want to be in the woods and I wouldn't want to hear noises and I wouldn't want to come across a house or hear, like, my friend who just disappeared. You know, it's like, I think it's one of those things where you have to be watching this movie at a certain time, maybe, or, like, like this is a, this is one of those horror movies where, like, if you're not watching it at night, it, it's even less effective, mm-hmm. especially for, like, you going into it thinking that it was kind of bad the first time. So it's a very, like elemental movie where you you've got to have like all the right pieces in place to right. i think really enjoy it
1: well something something a lot of people say that they really like about this movie is the lore behind it right the mythology and so i had that in mind upon this reviewing <clears throat> and i was struck by sort of how little mythology yeah. there is that yeah people and would, then, the, so then, all then I remember
2: could, in this in the sequel they do too much
1: <laughs> I, I didn't watch the sequel yeah, but I thought um, the same thing. But I thought the only thing. Well, here, so I was on. I was looking around Reddit, and uh, there was somebody asked, "What's the scariest horror movie you've ever seen?" And somebody said Blair Witch, and a bunch of people chimed in, and someone said this quote: "It took me many viewings to realize that they've actually been transported into the past by the witch. Hence, the roads disappearing and the house not being burned down." All I, could, all I could think when I read that is, that is, that's insane. One, and, that's a um, pretty deep look into this movie. <laughs> but I, so it, it did, I did see, start to see after reading that what people might like about this movie is that, or I might say it's the only redeeming factor about this movie is that it's so wide open that people can sort of <clears throat> speculate as wildly as they want around it.
0: And I agree. I think that's a really strong part of this movie is that uh, they lay down the mythology in the first 10 minutes. uh, And I think in a pretty effective sequence where they interview like the people in the town and they all seem pretty realistic and that drives home the realisticness of the, the documentary. But the way that they don't have more exposition after that, it's more just, okay, you place in your head what this would look like and what what the mythology is. And we, we don't really know what's out there. So it's all in our imagination. And I think that's what makes this movie effective is because every person in the theater or every person who's watching it has a different idea of what is, is hunting them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think even like, like you said, at the beginning does a good job of like kind of offering, you know, so many different, um, I think, uh viewpoints with the townspeople like so many different stories that it does kind of there isn't like one linear plot of this Blair Witch that you have to follow it is kind of you can go and and do with it what you want and that's you know but that's the the key to not showing much of anything anyway too it's you know sometimes less is is more you know it's it's that idea of impending danger or what could be out there that's much more scary to me than like, if like she turned the camera and you saw the witch, you know what I mean? Right. I
0: think they were even, this is this movie as a whole just seems like the ultimate challenge on the less is more. It's almost like someone bet them that they couldn't make a movie that would scare 10 million people with only sticks and stones. That's it. That's the only thing that's in the movie that's used
2: to like scare people, you know? Right. Right and then I mean like and you like and like you said I mean that was like a, a the turning point of horror for you know a few well for a few years at least I mean it's um it, it just kind of changed the idea of going from these like very Hollywood um slasher movies these very like bland um sort of just I, I want to like glossy almost like very glossy, uh, horror movies. And it kind I want to, I want to call them WB slasher movies. Cause they that's always really true. good. That's so <laughs> yeah. good. And we probably should. That's so good. But yeah, I mean, it turned it from, and it kind of made horror sort of like a dirty thing again, you know?
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. It made it like, I would even, I would even argue that, and this might be going way out there, but I'd even argue that like, without the Blair Witch Project, you might not even get movies like Saw. These like these movies where these horror where people it proved that people don't just want these like high end horror movies. Like they don't have to just be these like star studded things anymore. And they can look out for low budget
1: horror now. Blair Witch Project was so far from the first low budget horror movie, though.
2: But it was it it was. Yeah. But look what it did. Success wise. I mean, and like it, it was like part of the zeitgeist. I mean, oh, it was, it was like, definitely
0: the zeitgeist. It made,
2: what, Oh, you got to have that zeitgeist, dollars. guys. it got to have zeitgeist. that zeitgeist. If you're not the zeitgeist, you're not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I
0: completely agree with you, Steve. I think that there was something in it that, because it made such an unbelievable quantifier of its original budget, that it suddenly made low-budget horror possible that it could break $100 million at the box office. That was not possible before.
2: Right. I mean, you wouldn't get movies like Paranormal Activity. You wouldn't get movies like, even, like I said, even Saw or Cloverfield or like any of those pretty good horror movies of the last decade.
1: Here's what I things. didn't understand is who went and found this footage out in the woods? Who
2: found it in that house? And
1: then put it on for more than 30 seconds because I, I would put that on and think, oh, this looks like some bullshit low-budget indie film. I'm not going to watch yeah. this.
2: Okay, but if you stumble upon some uh, <laughs> a, a film, a 16 millimeter film camera, and a digital camera inside by a dead body, and, and some dead bodies, you know, you wouldn't want to know what's on it. You go, I don't like these characters.
1: Or eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this some hoax? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying this. Burn this. And then took the footage, and then, and then edited, ed- edited it, all, and then, all of it.
2: And you were the you were the person who like determine these characters and like how people would react to them. Like <laughs> what did, what did this person do? Right. Yeah. But you know, that's another thing where you just kind of, I, again, it's, I think all of those types of movies, you suspend your disbelief a little bit. Oh yeah. And I completely buy it. I, I mean, it, it,
0: more so than probably any horror movie. I think this, this succeeds with the suspension of disbelief better than pretty much any horror movie i think just because if you buy it initially then you don't have any trouble with it there's nothing that breaks the spell if you buy it initially
2: right and i and i think bronson still had like that idea going in maybe i mean again you know but you hate the characters so that can also take you out if you buy into it that's good but you know Now, to get into the character realm, if you don't like the characters... I I, I want to
1: back up a little bit here and say, again, I was the one that said we should watch Blair Witch. I went into it wanting to like it. (laughs) So, you guys are really getting on my back about going in like I'm going to hate it. Looking for reasons to hate it.
2: That's, you know, that's all you were trying... I mean, you were just looking to prove how bad it was this whole time. (laughs) That was your whole... Your whole ploy with this was just so we could, you know, talk about how bad of a movie it was. And that's, <laughs> that's why you said let's watch it. Right. I, I do remember just seeing
0: the the final sequence uh, when I was younger and having that. The last, as soon as they discovered the house. Yeah, that's watching t- this as a, a younger person. It was probably among the like most terrifying uh movie experiences in my life
2: yeah i you know i think that last like 10 minutes is a very it sticks with you it's very um almost iconic now
1: i'll Uh, tell you this if if it was dan and i lost in the woods and i heard steve screaming in that house walk away i'm not going in just
2: just go home
1: real creepy real creepy in there man
2: or you know again you wonder why if you're gonna really nitpick it, you know why would why would Mike just run off in that house? But <laughs> she only was scream. She always was screaming for him, but he just decided he was gonna run off. But and the other thing about this uh, movie that I didn't remember from the first couple times I saw it was that they didn't know Mike previously, and like it was very it was very weird that they didn't know this guy before they started this like hike and it's just weird that it's even a plot point because it doesn't really ever affect anything i don't know you know is it just like but
1: but so much that movie was improv you know where wasn't it where they were in the woods and the producers would come up and say okay here's what you're doing today figure it out like so their instructions one day were mike you lose the map now film
2: was that what it was? I think so. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what it, I read that um, they had they had to you know hike to the different camps and stuff throughout the day, and they basically filmed the whole movie themselves. But
1: right, um, no, I think it was it was very limited instructions.
2: I mean, I can definitely see that, and the movie definitely comes across like it was kind of like an improv movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, which definitely works. I mean, it, in that regard, it works.
1: I'll say this. If I, if I had been there uh, when they first showed this and everybody thought it was a real documentary, that it really was found footage. And I remember having this conversation as an 11-year-old back in 1999, but uh, that would have been a phenomenal movie experience.
2: To think that you, you were watching to, an actual... Yeah,
1: to think it was totally real.
2: This that's like Cannibal Holocaust. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. No. But that I mean it's like the same ideas. I think Cannibal Holocaust um which I've seen and is very insane. Um,
1: is that the first found footage movie? Wait, oh, is that that really old one? That's the
2: that's the one where they uh, it's that Italian one where they kill like the animals
1: on screen? Y- yes, yes.
2: And that th- the director had to go to court and prove that those people weren't dead. That's right. And so going in I, that was one of the early found footage movies yeah i think it might be the
0: first i mean there's there's man bites dog which is a french film that's amazing if you guys haven't seen it but yeah that's a it follows like a killer kind of i think like rise and fall the rise of Leslie vernon is pretty influenced by man bites dog right yeah what a and film. man bites
2: dog is pretty outrageously uh, violent isn't it
0: uh, i think it just it's part of that like immediacy of the found footage that the violence right, feels that, a lot more violent
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing with Cannibal Holocaust. You you just you're watching it and you assume yeah I mean it's it, it does add that. I mean to think like it's like, yeah, I mean, I know this isn't real, but even if you just for a second are like considering it, it makes it it just like takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. And that's what and see that's what that's what found footage movies can do so well that um Hollywood movies can't really well, I mean, there's still Hollywood, but you know, big produced movies can't do as easily as almost make you think for a second that it's happening.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. even if you you know, it, just the moments that you can kind of forget about it too because you do when it is a found footage film that's done well, you lose a layer of like gloss, you lose a layer of edit. You, you, you it feels like it's happening right now. You get that immediacy.
2: Yeah. That would have been a very, I, you know, I'd like to talk to someone though. You know, I'd love to talk to someone who went to the Blair Witch Project thinking they were watching an actual like documentary of kids being killed. Like, what what were you thinking during that movie when you thought that? Like, when did you realize it was wasn't real? That's what I'd love to do.
1: Yeah, to That's that's like, a good point.
2: You know, just just like, what was the movie like? What was a movie going experience like for you? Thinking this whole time, you know, that these kids were being terrorized by a witch or you know someone else. And then I, I bet, the, I bet them, the
0: world didn't even exist to them outside of like that last ten minutes. They probably just forgot they were a person and just. Watched it. <laughs>
2: yes, like, they were like, "We got to do something about this. Like we need to, we need to find this house." <laughs> but I. I will say also about this movie is that it moves really fast. You know, it is only, like, 70 minutes long, but it moves pretty fast. And uh,
1: You're the wrongest person that could ever be, Steve. <laughs> it's so slow. You think it goes so slow? Nothing happens. You just so keep fast. walking around the woods, man. All right, I'll agree and disagree with you, because I
0: think the first, like, 20 minutes is really well edited, and when they're still in the town, it's, it clips along at a really good pace. And that's yeah. that, that editing is partly why it, it drives home the realistic aspect is because you don't linger with any like interview subject too long before they ring false. They all seem very realistic. But mm-hmm. then I think there's some point in the middle when they're figuring out what happened with the map that it does. The, the editing slows down and it, it does feel a little dragging, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, it could definitely have used um, – I think it could have used a little more – I don't want to just say action, but um, it, it felt like it was almost missing a couple scenes. Maybe they were missing some character beats. Like, if, if it was I really think, I think they were. I think there was – I think you could have made it
0: even more – like, more despairing for them. yeah. Because I, I think okay. here there, there's a part in the movie when you think that they're going to like break apart as a team and you feel like such dread about it because, you know, like, OK, the only way you guys are going to survive is if you work together. So I think they could have played with that
2: a lot more throughout the movie.
1: Right. Right.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I think, you know, there's also like a quick jump. There's like a very like weird jump from where Mike is sort of like the insane one to all of a sudden Josh just becomes like this like very mean person to Heather. Yeah. And, and like they were supposed to be friends in the first place, which is weird. And there's just like, it's like, we do miss those character beats where it's like, well, wait a minute. Why is all of a sudden, like <clears throat> this guy sane? why is Josh back? Why is he nuts now? And, you know, I don't know. It, like you said, it just does kind of feel like it's missing just a cu- just a little bit, just a couple beats for me. And I yeah. think it moves, the movie moves really, really fast for me in both a good and bad way.
1: I think it would have been interesting to see if they had a, a few successes. And I don't know what those would be, but it's all downhill the entire time in the movie, you know. That's a great point, Bronson. I think that's what the
0: movie is missing. If it, if it had like just a moment where like we can rejoice with the characters, then when it when it goes down again, it would hit us so much harder.
2: Right. Yeah. I think I think a lot, what what really works in those types of movies is where you have that false sense of um well either a false sense of accomplishment or a false sense that like things are going to work out for them like um you know like if if one of their successes was towards the end and you really thought they were going to get out of it you know that drives home the point more of of how bad it is that they don't you know like like if they had encountered someone or something like the day before or, or anything. I mean, you know, it could have been anything, but anything that would have, re- would have even given them the slightest bit of hope,
0: you know, yeah, would the, have been, the would only have been bit of hope is they find a cigarette or something at the bottom. Right. Of the bag. Yeah.
2: Right. Like the last day they find a cigarette and that's it. But, um, yeah. Like, I think if you had just thrown in one thing that could have given them to just raise their spirits just enough, I think you, that it would have been even better.
0: Yeah, because while we, I mean, regardless of how we feel, if the characters themselves for a fifty-minute stretch just feel like, you know, they're on in despair, then it, it gets a little bit to be diminishing returns.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I
2: suppose. I yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm thinking. I think, it, it does, but I think it also where you know you have such kind of understated things happen to them throughout the movie that the big ending still kind of works for me. It doesn't necessarily, but I didn't find it to be diminishing at all. Um, I well, still, I, I, I think the last 10 minutes
0: is still fantastic. Like you don't, I, I think the movie leads you to believe that it's going to begin and end in the, uh, their adventure is going to begin and end in the woods without them finding anything besides the sticks and the stones. And when they come across that house, I think there is just uh, palpable dread for people who buy it, you know? Right, right.
1: So I'm reading on Reddit right now some accounts of people that uh, thought that it was real when they saw it. it sounds awesome. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds, sounds like great. It was, it,
2: was, it was like a trip. <laughs> it's like, it, does it sound like everything you could have ever wanted?
1: Yeah, just like the theater completely quiet. You could hear the projector the projectionist changing the uh reels and just everyone in the audience being genuinely terrified
2: (laughs) and i think that would have been that's a great that's a great experience yeah,
1: yeah i don't know i can't imagine running into that now from a movie
0: and I enjoyed, like, seeing Paranormal Activity in theater, but that's a completely different experience because everyone's in on it when
1: you're watching Paranormal Activity. I was with you when we saw that, I think, Dan. You exactly. sat in a row in front of me, and I, I snuck up because it was, like, the the row where everybody walks, you know? Stadium seating. I snuck up behind you and gave you a scare. It was you didn't great. scare me. Oh, ho. You were scared you, scare me you were something. scared <laughs> everything scares, Dan. He's a little, yeah, little Scary, I,
0: I was scared at times by paranormal activity, but it was I yeah most definitely I and I enjoy that movie quite a bit, but I think there's just a, there is a world of difference between What the Blair Witch is doing as opposed to paranormal activity because paranormal activity is more the funhouse scares Loud noises. Here are the fun thrills we can throw your way.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting. I think that's an yeah, interesting you're right, point. It's right. like paranormal activities does come off even still as like a like a almost like a popcorn movie a little bit. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and like like as like rough as it is, Blair Witch is still still comes off like it's like you're watching home video. And it's and, committed and think, to like, it to th- the
0: point that it's risking losing your interest by not yeah. giving you any, like, there's no jump scares.
2: Yeah, you know? most definitely. Right. I mean, it's it's not a jump scare movie. It's a very, very, like, slow burn, dread-inducing type of movie. And, I mean, I definitely give them a lot of credit for sticking to it, like, wholeheartedly and really, you know, really doing it that way without without just, like, throwing in, like, a witch jump scare or something like that,
0: which which they could have done and the audience would have jumped, but they didn't, and I really
2: appreciate that. Yeah, I th- I think that's, I think I mean I definitely think that's what helps makes it help make it so successful.
1: Well, I just didn't like it, and maybe there's a part of me inside that's just broken, that I can't like this film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, but that's you know, it's not. I, I can see very easily why someone wouldn't like this movie. I think it's one of those movies that can definitely that, and, and, it, and it was mocked and parodied so much, right? you know, in the, in the few years after. And you know, people still sometimes mock it, but I, it's a movie that's very easily susceptible to sarcasm and uh, like people rolling their eyes at it. When you say that it was, like, if you were to tell someone that you really actually were scared by the Blair witch project, I think a lot of people might roll their eyes at you.
0: Yeah. And I think part of that is just because it's probably one of the most parodied movies of that time
2: period. Right. It became like but but it, it became a joke, you know, eventually. And that's why it's still really hard to separate yourself from like the fourteen years of buffer that you got between watching it when it came out to now. And
0: if it built up in stature too, like y- you forget that it's it is just a minimalist movie all it is is sticks and stones and a person facing the corner of a wall those are the mm-hmm.
2: big scares yeah but I mean you know it, it'll work for some people and it won't work for you know for a lot of others but it made a crap load of money yeah. <laughs> It made so much money well, and, yeah. it, and it brought and it influenced the Latin the next almost the next 15 years worth of movies
1: yeah and you know I was talking to as as you guys know I work in Maryland Outside of D.C. And so I was talking to a couple of people talking about this podcast saying, oh, we're going to do or Witch Project. And they were telling me, as people that grew up here, about how when that movie came out, just hordes of people flocked to like rural Maryland and were like camping out in just random people's yards, trying to <laughs> trying to recreate the movie. Yeah. I guess it was pretty weird out here.
2: Yeah. oh I bet, I bet they got really weird but again like that's what's cool about it is that like it created that response right is that people invested so much into that movie that they like were willing to go to maryland and uh you know camp out and like try and recreate the movie or try and find the blair witch themselves i mean you know if the movie was like a total heap of garbage you know who's who's gonna do that i you you forget that when it came out it was this like cultural phenomenon yeah so, I mean, there is something to it. There's definitely something. Well, and
1: that's, something. that's, that's the, the most tragic part for me as someone who doesn't like the movie. I feel right. like I'm really missing something here. It's, yeah, you know, it's... Maybe I've gotten a, just an unrefined palette. Real, a real garbage palette.
2: Your palette's way too refined.
1: <laughs> One or the other for sure.
2: It's it's Your palette is somewhere in that realm. It's either <laughs> the extreme. <laughs> All right, do we have uh, anything to add, boys, on the uh, Blair Witch Project? Um,
0: I feel bad for that they only got paid up front, the filmmakers, and then oh. they didn't get
1: any oh, yeah. percentage of the box office. Oh, oh, I didn't oh. know that. I'm pretty sure Ooh. that's the case, yeah.
2: Well, you know, for... Talk, for, about, I, talk
1: about scary.
2: Yeah, it's the most terrifying thing of all. I, if I'm going to do a quick uh, look here, I was looking at the actors um, in this. And I believe one or two of them. This was their very first movie, anyway. Um, you know, it was. It's like their first or second. let let's See here. Yeah, they yeah. they did like it. Yeah, it's all their first like or second people. Movies. So for them, it's like you know, to be in a, a movie that even cost sixty thousand dollars is like, you know, this huge deal. So. I can imagine they're uh, they're definitely regretting that though.
0: But they did make a uh, series of video games off of it.
2: <laughs> there were Blair Witch video games.
0: Oh yeah. Well, there was. Also- I, I watched some YouTube footage of the video game. Oh, there's more than one, but I. I it, it just looks very silly. It's like a very, it's <laughs> like a Simon <laughs> kind of thing, and there's demons chasing you and.
2: Right, like that's one of those like it's like a shoot 'em up or something, and you have to like hunt the witch. Yeah, it's pretty much that. I'll tell you. but And I think another uh, thing that diminishes the movie is the sequel. I think that definitely diminishes the uh, quality of this first one. S-
0: so did you see it, Steve? Because I haven't seen it.
2: I've seen the sequel, yes. I, okay, it's, then
0: we need to go into a section in this this uh, discussion where you just talk about the sequel to Blair Witch.
2: <laughs> I, just talk, I Honestly, you know, it's been a while since I've even seen that, but it is... It, there is no other than like those passing connections and stuff it, that like connect, like mentions of the first one it's nothing more than just like the bottom of the barrel type of movie you'd see from the 90s like horror movie so i to mean be it, sure
0: it's it, not a found footage movie
2: oh no it's it's a full on just regular you know um produced movie uh it, it's what? like a teenage a bunch of teenager type of teenagers getting killed that type of thing it's it's oh it's it's just got the name slapped on it but it could be anything <laughs> and it is bad it is so bad
0: so so I what mean, movie would the... you compare it to
2: what movie kind would of I like it horror to? movie
0: is it like a regular like 90s slasher or is it like, like
2: no i mean it's like a it's like a slasher movie without the slasher you know what i mean it's um you know like you know how like people are like people remember seeing that movie urban legend yeah that slash it's like that where it's just like this totally forgettable movie where you're like oh yeah that exists you know and you're like "Eh, okay um you know i I, it's been a while since i've seen it but it is i mean it's just it it belongs on this it's like a movie that belonged on the sci-fi channel but because it was blair witch it got a theatrical run
1: there it is that's That's a good that's that's a good way putting putting it
2: yeah, I mean that's the best I think it might be the best way I could describe it.
1: You know, sci-fi channels out there doing the best they can, Steve.
2: <laughs> you know, hey, they've really cornered the market on you know, sh- you know, mega shark movies and you know, any other any other animal just grown to gigantic heights. They've they own that. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. They just Right. I, I get I think honestly I think uh, at the sci-fi offices they make their movies off of Mad Libs.
1: Big <laughs> donkey attacks St. Louis. St.
2: Louis, <laughs> and uh, guess what? That's going to make them a buttload of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a respectable market share.
2: Absolutely. That's I mean the best part. <laughs> That, that's the racket that sci-fi channel has going right now is that people expect them to make bad movies. <laughs> they don't even have to try. That's how wonderful it must be to make movies for sci-fi channel.
0: I can't wait to see uh big donkey. <laughs>
2: St. Louis. <laughs> so I think that's probably the best segue into the ending of this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that was our uh, discussion on the Blair Witch Project and, uh, be sure to check back next week when we have ourselves another movie.
1: All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for listening. I guess. That's it.
2: The end. Done. <laughs> we finally tabled the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> it ha- that Getting this podcast done haunted us much like the witch. I'm so scared.
1: I'm starting to doubt you rewatched it at all.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I had stuff to say. I actually uh, Oh, when did you mention. watch
1: it? When did you watch this movie?
2: I watched it last night.
1: All right. Who Who'd you watch it with?
2: <laughs> I watched it by myself in my room. It was very and you
1: eat? What were you eating? What was your snack?
2: <laughs> I, had choc- I had a glass of chocolate milk.
1: Oh, you goddamn liar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, believe what you want, buddy.